What were you gonna say? What we're just gonna do our intro mm -hmm. and then do the this after the intro? Yeah, that's okay with yeah. you. Fantastic. I just wasn't sure where we were going there. Okay. Sounds just good. Check in. I mean, it's always good. Oh, to check we have in. to clap. Oh, that's right. We do. La 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 la. Second clap, just in case. And it helps to sync the audio and the video together. Okay, got do it. Do some talking. Yes. Yes, and then you can watch the little mouth okay. and make sure that the words match the mouth. It's a oh, whole thing. Okay, it's a whole thing. I love it. It's it's a process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, can I get anybody anything before we officially start? I'm good. Ready. I'm ready Yay. too. Okay. All right. Beautiful. <laughs> well then. <gasps> Hi, beautiful humans. <laughs> I'm Kayla. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to your soul. Welcome. A podcast of belonging for humans exploring their deepest hearts. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Before we cue the intro, we will introduce our guest. Yay. Today we have Angie Hansen with us. Angie Hansen is the founder of Butterflies and Halos, a greeting card company that specializes in cards that speak hope into the grieving heart. She and her cards aim to help friends help their friends in navigating the unknown inside the valleys and spirals of grief. And over the course of a few years, Angie lost her son, her husband, and her brother, and has also been grieving the loss of her sister-in-law. She's here with us today as we all talk about how we love ourselves through grief. Yes. Well, thanks for having me, ladies. Of course. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Yes. Because I feel like grief is a heavy ass topic. Oh, and gosh. Learning that it's okay to like process grief in your own way, I think is such a beautiful lesson for us to be learning. Yes. So thank you very much for being here. Yeah. And before we dive straight into <laughs> How we, oh, what did I title the episode? Love ourselves through grief. Yes. How do we love ourselves through grief? Um, We will, yeah, cue the intro. Cue that beautiful intro music. <laughs> right now. Do, 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 do. Doodly, dee, doot. <laughs> love it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, beautiful. So then, sweet Angie, um, I know that you speak a lot about grief and you have very strong opinions about it. So we've got a couple questions for you, but okay. also I'd love to throw it to you in case you just have like something you want to <laughs> say right out of the gate. Yes. Well, the biggest thing I um, in life I've learned through all my tremendous losses is that I am just trying to help friends help friends navigate through the grief process. Mm -hmm. And whether whatever part of journey you're on, how can we show up for our friends? And how can we show up by not fixing them, but just being there for them and helping them navigate through their losses, whatever loss that is. So that's mm -hmm. kind of where I'm trying to just change the narrative, honestly. I think that's so beautiful because so much of like the human brain can be keyed into problem solving mm -hmm. and 
grief isn't a thing that needs fixed. Yeah. It's exactly. not a problem exactly. to be solved. No. It is a beautiful, like heartbreaking experience. Yes. To be to be felt through. Yes. And so I so appreciate that that leading message. Yes, yes. Because we all just I mean, we all experience loss in different forms, whether it's a job loss or it's a it's a cancer diagnosis or any illness diagnosis, you know, a pet loss. Mm -hmm. Um you know, any of those, it doesn't, grief is not death only. Grief mm -hmm. is in all forms. Mm -hmm. And, and we all need people to show up for us and help us navigate through those losses and, you know, whatever aspect that looks like. So, yeah, right. absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, um, I experienced a lot of grief surrounding my dad who had a stroke seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, he's still with us. So it was not a death, mm -hmm. but he's certainly not the same guy. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, he lost, you know, he lost his ability to do certain things. I'm assuming, right. you know, mm -hmm. and that's, and you guys all had to change, you know, how you navigate around yes. him. Yes. Like my mom is his full-time caregiver mm -hmm. now, which is so much. It um, is. And I feel like the topic of grief, especially for caregivers right. is... A real sensitive and very deep. It really, it really is. Subject. Yes. And we have to show up for everybody. And I guess, you know, my question would be for you. Did you have a lot of friends show up for you after oh, your dad's stroke? Oh my God, yes. My dad's stroke is what taught me to ask for help because I had so many people so sweetly offering that I learned a really beautiful lesson in how to receive that offer and turn it into into something happening mm -hmm. rather than just saying like i'm fine yeah thanks for asking leave yeah. me alone <laughs> like Thank i was not fine and i was so not fine that i learned how to ask for help exactly beautiful. Yes. that's yeah. so beautiful yes i feel like a lot of people and i've i've done that over the years is my go-to word is fine i'm fine mm -hmm. i'm fine yeah i'm fine because i guess i found myself in the situation where it's like wherever group or people i was surrounded by did they did I know them well enough? Did they know my stories? You know, did, did they want to know about my stories? And it's just like, Oh, I'm fine. You know? And I, I would always kind of just be the person silently sitting in the back because mm -hmm. how do you tell someone maybe that you just met that, Oh yeah, I've lost my son and my husband and my brother and my sister-in-law, you know, it's right. just because then people start backing away because right. they don't know how to deal and right. they don't know what to say. Right. And I get that, but that's what we're trying to change. Let's talk right. about grief. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I feel like where I first kind of started being able to talk to people about grief is just by saying, I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying to you right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't know what to say and I love you. Like, yes, that's, exactly. And those yes. are perfect. And that's perfect. That's yes. perfect. And, you know, just that's where we've been in a society where I think it's generational where prior, like our parents, for example, and then their families, they just didn't talk about grief. It was just kind right. of a hush hush mm -hmm. subject, right. you know? And so yeah. that's where nowadays with social media and there's so much information out there, people are starting to open up and talk about it. You know, we see right. more posts on social media about grief and any losses and different things like that. But yeah, it's, I, um, just being there is the number one thing I always mm -hmm. tell people. 
and then just saying, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, and that's one of my, that's how I started my cards because my very first card that I came up with was, I don't know what to say. Let's go eat one of those damn casseroles, you know, because what happens when someone dies, you get a thousand casseroles, you know, and it's just like, well, I'm not, I'm not hungry. You know, know, somebody just died. I don't want to eat, you know, but so that's, you know, if a friend gave that to me, because right. I'm not going to give my friend a card that says with deepest sympathy or, right. oh, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry for your loss, because that's not what I would give my best friend right. if her spouse right. dies, you right. know? Right. I'd say, let's go eat one of those damn casseroles. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know? And then in that moment, no matter where they're at, you know that they're going to probably smile a little. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it can be so mood changing or so heart opening in those times where you're so tempted to like wall yourself off Mm -hmm. just to have a friend (laughs) show up with coffee yeah like when my dad had his stroke my best friend got us all coffees and drove it to the hospital and she didn't know what to say but she was Mm -hmm. present and i think that's so beautiful Yes. yes and i took that lesson and when my friend's mom died like I brought her a plant I was like I don't know if you want to see me right now I don't know what state you're in I will be present Mm -hmm. in case you desire that right and then she invited (laughs) me in her house and she had me like read over the obituary and it was really it seemed helpful Mm -hmm. and yeah I think that's that's a lesson that I kind of internalized real deeply is help in whatever way seems most natural to you yes bringing a friend a plant seems natural to me yeah and that's Um, beautiful mm -hmm. yeah sometimes just showing up Mm -hmm. um and just being like hi i don't know what you need from me but i love you and i'm here for you in whatever capacity you might perfect words yes perfect Uh, like if you just need me to sit over in the chair and just be here for you if Mm -hmm. you need something like I will just be over here in your presence until you need something yes. or something. You know what yes. I mean? That's and that's perfect. And that's all <laughs> us as grievers who have experienced like a death or, you know, even like with your, you know, your dad having a stroke, but that's, that's all we want. And it's, that's, you know, what we're trying to change because mm-hmm. you can't fix it. You know, you right. can't bring mm-hmm. that person back. No. You can't take that stroke away. You can't, no. you just can't. And, you know, and then, if your friend just, if she had said, well, I'm really just not up for visitors. Okay. I'll leave the plant yeah, right here. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. 1000%. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and you walk away just knowing you've, you've done what you can do mm-hmm. today, you know, yes. and that's, that's the biggest thing. And that's always something we all say in the uh, grief community as well Is like, instead of saying, how are you doing? Say, how are you doing today? Because mm-hmm. every day is different. Oh, today so I could different. be phenomenal. Tomorrow I could be a train wreck. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, I find that I can be okay for like months at a time. And then all of a sudden it just hits me again. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, my neighbor next door um, had his dad over helping with yard work. And my husband and I were just chilling out on our deck. And I turned to him and I was like, remember when my dad helped with yard work? And then, like, I just broke. Triggers, yeah. There's all those triggers, yes. (laughs) And, like, I'll be honest, I was not prepared for it at the time, so I shoved my feelings way deep down. Like, all the times I tell you guys not to do that and to feel your feelings in the moment, I couldn't allow myself to do that because it was too scary. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then, and so that was a few days ago as of filming this. And then last night I was like, okay, I am going to give myself space to feel those feelings that I shoved down. Yeah. Like, so I turned on some like nice music that makes me feel loved. Uh And I laid in bed with a box of Kleenexes and I just let myself cry. Awesome. Yes. That's perfect. That's the biggest thing is uh, grief triggers. They happen and they happen out of the blue. You don't know when, where, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even know why right. until you have to process it. And then the perfect thing to do is just be, and I've always had a friend, like if I had the worst day or just having a bad day, she'd be like, okay, I'm going to let you have this one day, but you know what, tomorrow you're going to wake up and we're going to, you know, we're going to move through this, you know, mm-hmm. and we're going to move through this and, but I'm going to give you just one day to just cry all day, stay in bed if you want to Mm -hmm. do whatever you have to do. And, you know, those are, those are just kind of the most helpful things you can do for yourself. Absolutely. Yes. When I would say even don't, don't like marry yourselves to conventional, like crying in bed motifs either. When my dad first had his stroke, I could not, there was a night where I just couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And like, I just was crying on the kitchen floor Mm -hmm. because that's where I was when it hit me. Mm -hmm. And my husband set this giant like jar of rice in front of me, like our big rice jar. And I was like, what is this? And he was like, throw it. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I can't throw it. That's messy. I can't make a mess. And he was like, we can clean it up. So I just threw fistfuls <laughs> of rice around yeah, my kitchen. That. And I it, love like, that so much. It just was full of the noise of like it rattling off of everything because it was ricocheting yes. everywhere. And it just was fistful after fistful. And I felt so much better after doing that because it allowed me to express what like I couldn't find even mm-hmm. words for. Yes. yes. Um, That's beautiful. Good job, Carrie. So, yeah. Oh my, yeah. my God. My husband's fucking amazing. Are yes. you still finding rice? Uh, I mean, we haven't moved our cooking table, and I imagine there's a lot still behind it. But that's okay because yeah. it's just right, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. right. It's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I really that is. So I much. love that too. You know, that's sometimes you just you and you have so much anger in you, and sometimes you know you're like, I am not an angry person. Why? Why am I feeling this anger? Because mm-hmm. I don't feel anger. You know, and that's one of the things. Are just like you know, throw things, break things, do it, just go out and do that. And that releases so much emotion. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's, I have, and I don't mean to physically harm people ever, but one of my cards is, you know, the next person that says something, everything happens for a reason, I'll throat punch them for you. You know, that's one of the cards because it's really, it's just like, you know, as good as intentions, most people have, they say stupid shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. you know, they just do. And, you know, sometimes they may need a throat punch. Right. I mean, I'm not <laughs> promoting violence at all. Right. But right. it's just kind of, if I could give that card to my friend, she, she'll just be like, yes. thank you. Yes. Because and really hearing that and hearing that and hearing that after you lose someone, mm-hmm. yeah. that is just, that hurts. Yeah. That it really hurts. does. Yes. It yeah. Really it kind does. of gets tiring to hear the same thing over and over again. Everything happens for a reason. Yes. Yeah. Well, that that's a hurtful sentiment. Really. It can be. It can yes. be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I found like a certain level of peace with that, with that phrase. Um, 
I absolutely. But in that, that moment that when you so are hurtful. sitting yeah. in when your it's grief, so raw, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, yeah. it's you unhelpful. Know, even for me today, honestly, you know, and I know it's it's different circumstances, but um, you know, like with my son dying, you know, he mm-hmm. was one years old when he died. He died in his sleep, and he had an undetected heart defect that we weren't aware of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, people in the beginning and months later were always saying, well, you know, God has a reason. There's a reason. Well, oh what, what the heck is the reason? You know, yeah. why would, why would God want my one-year-old son to die? You know, why would, why would he have to be taken from us? You know? Right. And so that was, I have, I've never accepted that yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there is no reason that a child should die, you know, right. and, um, at such a young age, in my opinion, and that's just a belief I have. And I just haven't gotten to that point of there is a reason because what right. is the totally. reason I haven't yeah. learned it yet. Yeah. And I probably never will until the day I die. Right. I so understand that. And it can be what a beautiful example of like how people can be in their own stage of understanding because that phrase can be incredibly triggering and offensive to many people. And I absolutely understand that for sure. For sure. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, I did want to mention too, that it was when the day that we met you um, Mm -hmm. was so cold. So cold. It was the first day that we were out and about out and about promoting the podcast mm-hmm. um, at her company. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the probably 12 hours after my dog Piper had passed away. Mm-hmm. And Kayla was like, I can do this solo. Like you can whatever you need. Yeah, whatever yeah. you need. Like I got you because like I was obviously uh, an emotional hot mess um, and um, had told the kids that night we had just like my partner had to take Piper in and like I had just taken a bunch of her little beautiful nose prints Aww. before he had taken her out um, and while we were there getting set up it was so cold in April, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it had started snowing just a little bit. And like, I just started bawling because I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's Piper. Like this is the universe. And this is Piper telling me like, it's good. I'm good. Like I'm all good. Cause mm-hmm. Piper was such a snow puppy. Like that oh, was her. Yeah. Nothing made Piper. Ha- I mean, food. nothing made Piper happier than frolicking in the snow like um and it was just like about two minutes of just like real light little wispy flurries and I was just like I just had my moment and I stopped for a couple seconds or a couple minutes and I was just like and then I felt like a whole lot more at peace with it um and then and then we met you and I was like, wow, this is signs. Good yes, signs. Lots yes. of signs happening. Yeah. Maybe that's a little um the snowflakes or maybe her little puppy party that she was having. That's what I always say when it snows or if it rains on any of my you know, my people's, you know, anniversaries, I'm just like, well, and they must be having one heck of a party. Yeah. Yep, yep. Totally. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are, those are beautiful signs and Mm -hmm. they honestly bring the peace to everybody, you know, or your person and whoever you're grieving or the animal even, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, pet losses, those pets are our people too, you know, whether people want to accept that or not, because there's some people that are like, oh my gosh, you know, just, you know, get Mm -hmm. over it. And I'm just like, how can you even say that, you (laughs) know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can, you, I mean, our pets are people. I do have pet loss cards as well. Yes. So <laughs> yes. I love that. Yes. Because yeah, this uh this picture right here is of my sweet little nugget who passed away in August. Oh yeah. Um yes. so he just hangs out. Yes, I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. Yeah. Dogs are our best friends. I mean, mm-hmm. they ask for nothing. Yes. Ever. They yeah. ask for nothing yes. except yes. for belly rubs and treats. Yes. <laughs> and birds. And bunnies. And bunnies. Yeah, because oh, yes, <laughs> um, yeah, my sweet little boy, he was with me for 16 years through my abusive oh. relationship, mm-hmm. through me figuring out how to get myself out of that and into wow. a better place. Mm-hmm. And so when when he died, I was like, oh, my God, like my best friend is gone. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And it just like even now it gets yes. me yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. A few months ago, I was with my sister at Home Goods, and I started crying in the middle of the store because there was this like little um stuffed llama uh-huh. um that you could put in the microwave and heat up. And in his old age, he would get cold. Uh-huh. So I was like, "Oh, I'll get that for Nugget." And I was like, "Oh, I can't. He's not here anymore." Oh, and gosh, it yeah, just, just whoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. He was with you through everything yeah. and through your. I mean, he was your comforter through the darkest times yeah and yep yes and that's that's what we need in our friends too yes. you know yes absolutely yeah so my sister was real sweet she like gave me a hug and we just you know yeah. strolled on I've been trying really um really consciously to let myself feel feelings like in the moment so mm-hmm. I'm letting myself cry now I Good. let yes. myself cry in Do. the home goods yes. yes like and do it um, it's cleansing. Tears it are is. cleansing. They really are. Yeah. And if you can do that, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Some, some people can't cry at all. I really had to coach myself into letting myself cry mm-hmm. because it, um, I was really afraid of my sadness mm-hmm. for a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. and when you don't feel safe to feel sad, like that's when you shove it down. Yes. Um, and one of the humans I know and love was telling me that she will listen to sad songs to help her cry. Yeah. And that I think is a really beautiful way to help yourself like feel safe uh-huh. in that, in that um, like cocoon of sadness yes. that you, you find yourself in sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have a, um, well, after our son died, my husband, Jack, he would, uh, he created us like a plate, like, well, Garrett died in 2006. So there was not like Spotify and all that stuff back then, but, um, he created a CD playlist of just songs. Um, you know, and they were, some of them were uplifting, some of them were sad, but, and we called it the Garrett playlist and, you know, we would listen to that and we gave it to family and friends. And so after Jack died, you know, I continued on with that. And then Jack died in 2009. And so 
now I have actually a Spotify playlist and it's called the Garrett and Jack mix. And I actually, um, on my Instagram page, I have a link tree and I have a link to it. And so there's like five hours of music on there and it's, it's all different songs, but you know, people, if people want to go to that and listen to it, or I go to it when I'm having a mood just Mm -hmm. like you. And, um, it just, I just, I feel a lot from music, you know, and I, and it's very, for me, it's healing and some people it's not, you know, but, um, I can go to that. And like you said, even, you know, I can, I can feel my boys around me, you know? And Mm -hmm. so that's, what's important to me when I'm down, but music is very healing. Absolutely. It It for sure can be. Mm -hmm. I know for sure it is for me. Mm -hmm. I do also acknowledge, like you said, that for some people it's a little, um, not, not what they're here for, not what they're ready for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, and it takes time. Everything takes time. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when we talk about things like this that are healing, it may not be for um, the immediate loss, whether it is, right, you know, right. I mean, we're talking months and months, you know, and how can we still show up years and years later? You know, right. I'm um, my son died in 2006. So, I mean, look how far we are, you know, right. and yep. then my husband died in 2009 and my brother died in 2009. Oh, wow. So we, you know, they died two months apart. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, we are, you know, 14 years out from that. So it's, um, for me, it is easy to talk about and to try to help people, but, you know, you start to move through that and mm-hmm. time, people don't like to hear time heals all wounds, but time is absolutely healer to, in my opinion, it mm-hmm. just takes time and you're going to navigate through some ugly, ugly waters mm-hmm. and it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a roller coaster, yes. you know, and it's, that's, what's going to happen. And hopefully you get to a point where you can find the music that's healing. Yes, right. absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you told us a little bit about the timeline. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your story specifically? Yeah, I sure can. Um, like I said, my son Garrett, he died in 2006. Um, he died six days after his first birthday and he died in a sleep, um, with a very rare undetected heart defect. Mm -hmm. Um, basically his right coronary artery was kinked and it always causes sudden death. And it's, uh, similar to probably you've heard like maybe people collapsing on a basketball court, um, and just dying. Um, it always cause causes sudden cardiac, um, death. And so then about a year after our son died, uh, was October. Well, September ish, my husband, Jack had traveled a lot, um, for work and he came home from a business trip and he basically said, something's wrong with my eye. And I'm like, I don't see anything in there. He's like, there's gotta be something in there. I'm like, I don't see anything. So we went back and forth, back and forth. And anyways, he went to the doctor, you know, they didn't see anything, prescribed drops, et cetera, et cetera. went to an ophthalmologist. And in anyways, in October then of 2007, we found out he was diagnosed with ocular melanoma. So he had, you know, a large tumor in his eye and it had spread And so it had spread to his liver and his spleen and his brain. And so, you know, and at that time we, um, you know, we knew that Jack's cancer was terminal. 
we didn't know how long, you know, um, he did everything. I mean, Jack never gave up hope, right? Never, ever gave up hope for a fight. And, um, our daughter. So at the time that my son died, um, my daughter, Gracie, she was four. And so then, um, you know, near year later, she was five when her daddy was diagnosed and then, um, Jack battled it. He did chemo. He did radiation. He did radiation twice. And, you know, it just, he battled for 16 months. Mm -hmm. And so then in February of 2009, he lost his battle. And then, um, our daughter was, uh, just six at the time. So, that was basically, you know, the, just every day I told myself, Angie, you're going to get up every day. You've got, Gracie deserves to have a happy life. She deserves right. to live a fulfilled childhood. And that was my main goal in life. That's right. what got me up every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was not, it was not fair for her to not enjoy life or have happy life. Cause yeah. I had two decisions. I could stay in bed all day, become a crappy mom and mm you know, lose everything. Or I could get up every morning and raise a daughter and teach her how to live through grief. And that's what we did. And then my brother had been battling a brain tumor for five years. And in March, right after my husband died, he, um, he basically was starting to have issues again. And he had had his third brain surgery to remove the brain tumor. And then he um, he lost his battle in April, 2009, exactly two months after my husband died. Oh, wow. So I, um, it was, it was the darkest, darkest period of my life. And, yeah. you know, I just, honestly, it was, I felt so alone and I didn't know, I, you know, because within our family, everyone is grieving somebody, you know, right. like everybody was, everyone lost somebody, Yeah. you know, in different forms. And so, it was just very dark and lonely for me. Um, and I didn't know a lot of times who I was even grieving for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of just muddled our way through, you know, life somehow, (laughs) you know, I just, you know, just a lot of, I mean, support from friends and even, you know, I've had friends tell me, they're just like, Angie, you know, we didn't even know how to show up for you. And, but they're like, they were there. They were there and that's what, you know, was the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here we are. And then my uh, sister-in-law, Jack's sister, she, um, she died in 2018 to alcoholism. And her biggest thing was she just could not deal with a lot of the losses and she had lived in Colorado. So she was away from a lot of it. So I think she felt a lot of guilt and Mm. she had a lot of depression towards Mm -hmm. that. And, um, so, you know, she battled alcoholism for a while, but she, she just, she lost her battle. You know, it just, I think for her, you know, that was just the easiest way for her to deal with it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's extremely sad because my in-laws, you know, they lost, they lost both of their children, you know, their right, two yeah. children. And oh. so, and I'm still very close. And my father-in-law actually just passed away this year. Oh. Um, and this, I mean, it's not a beautiful story, but it's beautiful in our hearts because he died the same day my husband had died, his son. Oh, wow. So 14 years apart, oh, they died wow. um, or he died. So um, it was just, I think it was just one of those, <coughs> 
amazing things um, that God was there. And that was just, and I kind of joked with my mother-in-law that morning. I was like, well, I said, I guess the guys just kind of made it easy for you. So you didn't have to remember two different dates, you know, (laughs) (laughs) know, and my father-in-law had been ill for, he had been ill for about 10 years. So, um, and he was at home and he had 24 hour care and everything. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, the shock of that, but it, you know, was not there. So we were able to make light of just, you know, Mm -hmm, some of those small things. Um, but yeah, you know, just the biggest thing is, you know, through the grief, it was, you know, it was so, so lonely and, you know, here, Mm -hmm. here I am today and I am happily remarried and my daughter's now 21 years old and she goes to, she just finished her junior year of college. Oh, good for her. And so she's, um, you know, she's thriving and, you know, and I'm happy and, you know, when my husband chance now, he, um, he's amazing because he allows me, he allows me to grieve. He allows me to honor, um, everybody and, he supports all that. I mean, you know, it's a task to go to the cemetery and clean up that. And he goes up there and he brings the shovels, the stuff and everything. And, you know, helps clean up everything. So, I mean, that's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And that's, that's, what's most important is, you know, finding, refinding love and opening up our hearts Mm -hmm. and having someone that honors all those feelings. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because the, the grief doesn't go away. And I feel it's so beautiful when you can find a partner who actively helps you grieve. Yes. Like I saw this really cute post on social media a few weeks ago um, about this woman who's like, I don't know why you guys are all surprised that I'm helping my, like my boyfriend right now, like grieve his ex. Like, of course I'm going to help support him and take care of him. Right. And, um, she was talking about how like he had gotten flowers to bring to his ex's grave. And she was like, this woman needs balloons too. So she went oh, out and got balloons. Yes. To, like, yes. So I, I think it's so beautiful when you can help yourself to feel open to mm-hmm. letting your, letting people support yes. you. Yes. Um, And I think that's what I love so much about, butterflies and halos mm-hmm, is yes. that you're inviting friends into that support role yes. in a way that feels authentic because they're not saying with deepest sympathy they're yeah. saying yeah. this fucking sucks it and sucks. i love you and i'm here for yes. you yes yes a hundred percent yes that's exactly mm-hmm. what it's all about mm-hmm. because as as heartbreaking and yes. hard to deal with um life as it was when my dad had his stroke I also get to look back on the ways in which I felt supported Mm -hmm. right and like the the day that it happened I didn't want to go to sleep because they had told us that he would be dead the next day essentially like that he had 24 hours to live um but it turns out that was incorrect exactly um which is beautiful, but like, I didn't want to go to bed because I knew that there was a really big chance that I was going to wake up the next day without a dad and I couldn't do it. And like my husband took care of me. We stayed up until like 3 a.m. or something. And then he was like, I love you so much. We don't have to go to sleep, but we do have to go get in the bed because you need to. Yeah. And yeah, that's beautiful. Yes. Yes. And then when my parents were moving out of their house and downsizing for Mm -hmm. my dad for a more accessible house, Mm -hmm. like 
I sent out one text message to my friends and I was like, can anyone help? Like, cause otherwise it's just me and my sister and my mom and like our, well, her boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Well, I guess my boyfriend at the time too, cause we weren't married yet. Oh, that's right. I'm like, this is too big of a house for just this few people. And they just showed up yeah. and they worked for like eight hours to like clear stuff out of my mom's house mm -hmm. and just bring it down to the garage for the that's garage awesome. sale. Yes. And yes. It just, while grief sucks and these events that are horrifying happen, mm -hmm. there is also that duality that there is good things happening mm -hmm. then also in how you can let people support you. Yeah. Yes. And like my friends couldn't have supported me if I didn't tell them that I needed exactly. it. Exactly. Right. And to be honest with you, remembering back, I didn't even text them. I think I made my husband do it. I was like, will you text my friends? Like, will you take care of yes. this? Yes. Um, so you can like start like a chain of delegating. Yes. yes. You don't have to be the one who delegates <laughs> exactly. when you're going yes. through the grief. Right. You can assign your one person yes. to like delegate to exactly. other people. Yes. Yeah. 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 Our story was so, um, out there because we had a caring bridge page for my husband, right. mm -hmm. you know, for just for family and friends throughout the, you know, United States that, um, you know, cause it's, it's overwhelming to have to text oh, somebody yes. or do any, you know, call people and tell them, okay, this is what we found out, you know? So having that caring bridge, um, page was very therapeutic for us. And, you know, and I since have closed that, but I mean, I've made it into a book. So we have it. So we have, I mean, all of Jack's writings, what he was feeling oh, and, wow. and all that. And then, um, just, and I carried it on for about till about August. So he died in February. And then in August was my last post on his carrying bridge page. But mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's crazy. You look back at where you were and some of the things that I had said, you know, and felt, and it's amazing to me how far I've come, yes. you know? And so, um, but our friends knew how to show up, I think a little bit because mm -hmm. they could, they could read through the carrying bridge page. Like, yeah, this is a really bad day we're having, you know, we, this is what the doctor said today, or, you know, mm -hmm. we're just, we're struggling. We need help with grace, you know, without even asking yeah. people mm -hmm. would just show up. Yeah. So that was, I a, think that's beautiful. That yes. was a wonderful platform for us to have. Mm -hmm. So kudos to carrying bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's <laughs> yes. beautiful. Cause I, didn't used to be the type of person who would just show up anyway without mm -hmm. something being told for me to do. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I, I would waffle in this place of wanting to do something, but being unsure and yeah. not wanting to like impose, but like really wanting to help. And like, I just would, well, oh. as I've mentioned on the podcast before, between fight, flight, or freeze, <laughs> I will always pick freeze. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> See, and I'm the fighter. Yes. I show up. I, I dive in to rescue. So I have now yes. turned into that person yes. because having gone through that deep, like, pit of grief, I didn't always know how to articulate what I needed. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, I just assume that other people also experience sometimes not knowing yeah. how to articulate yes. what they need. Mm -hmm. um, so when our very close family friend lost his sister, we were just like, we're bringing you dinner tonight. And he was like, well, I don't know what's going on. Da, 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 da. And I was like, is it okay if we just make this decision for you so you don't have to? And he was like, yes. Yeah, and yes. I was like, okay, done, sold. We're doing it. Yeah. Um, 
So I love that I'm that person now because I sat in that dark ass Mm -hmm. pit, not knowing how to communicate. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I mean. And this is what's good. If we can all, you know, get together like Mm -hmm. this and we can talk about this and we got to just let people know it's okay. It's okay Mm -hmm. to show up. It's okay. It's okay to acknowledge bad stuff. It's okay to, you know, and that's so when you didn't have that feeling, but we just got to let people know it's okay. And even, you know, if the person doesn't want to be, if they don't want to be around people, leave it on the front porch, Absolutely. just text them and yes. say, Hey, I left, there's a coffee on your front porch mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just know that it's there. Okay. And just yes. go and leave or, you know, whatever right. it is. Um, okay. I'm picking, you have to be deliberate with people too. And you have to say, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm bringing dinner tonight. I'm not going to stay and talk because I can't, but right. here it, here it is. And here's the yes. instructions or I'm going to be going to the zoo with my kids. I'm going to pick up your daughter at this time. So then you have some time for yourself, you know, or, okay, I'm going to the grocery store. Is there anything specific you need? If you don't know what you need, I'll pick up some essentials Mm -hmm. and I'll do this. So that's, I mean, you just have to be deliberate. And because as a griever, and in the moment, right away, you just, you can't think and process. No, right. You cannot. So that's why it's important that we can try to teach people to unfreeze themselves. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, so you're, you're. It's yes. possible, you yes, guys. Yes, it is. It, <laughs> is. it, is. it, is. it so is. Um, I think that that's so important to clearly communicate your intentions and how you can mm-hmm. help. And what I've also started doing is putting like at the end of a text message, if I'm checking in on someone, mm-hmm. um, I totally understand if you don't have the capacity to reply yes. to this. Yes. There's no need. Yes. I'm just letting you know I love you. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yes. Because that's, that's what needs to be done. And mm-hmm. then you have to know that you're, you're probably not going to get a message back. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's yes. what, and I think that's where some people just don't understand. They're like, well, uh, you know, Angie didn't respond back to me. So, okay. She must not need she help. Must not she, need was, help. Yeah, and she, she must not need help. She must be mad at me. For yeah. Or no, being she's pushy. sitting on the floor in the kitchen throwing rice. Exactly. Like, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. yes. And there's no more grandma's fine China left either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. And it's true because you just, you have to know, and that's where we have to teach people that, you know, the griever is going through something so intense and so almost out of body that mm-hmm. they don't even know what's happening to themselves right. from a day to day. You know, they right. don't, they don't even know how to get up and go take a shower, you know? Right. And so, yes, if you respond, that's a perfect and beautiful way to respond to somebody in a text and just say, you do not have to respond back to me. Yes. I understand. And, mm-hmm. and then as long as you know that and acknowledge that, it's everything will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I do that for little things right now, Mm -hmm. right? Like it doesn't have to be a death per se. Uh I have a friend who's having a difficult pregnancy right Mm -hmm. now. So like when I send her a message, it's, I understand if you don't have the capacity to reply, Mm -hmm. like just kind of validating the sometimes very real inability to communicate that happens mm-hmm. when you're going through a hard time. Yes, sometimes. Right. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 so, exactly. And even like, you know, job losses. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I just feel like this is important, just as important, just because of what we're going through in society, you know, mm-hmm. like um, mm-hmm. with the economy that, you know, people are losing their jobs and they're 
they can't find jobs. Mm -hmm. And so like, how can we show up for that person, you know, without, right. you know, obviously giving them our bank, but how can right. we show right. up for that person? And, you know, they are probably feeling, you know, like they aren't worthy or they, you know, they don't yes. have, they're self-doubting everything about themselves mm -hmm. and they're, they're, you know, how smart they are, you know, any skills mm -hmm. that they have, they're just like, well, I mustn't really not be that good of a seamstress or whatever. Right. You know, right. just throwing that out mm -hmm. there, but just, you know, they're, they, then the, all this guilt builds up mm -hmm. and then you start to shut down right. and then you don't have the ability to go out and look for a job. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's, I mean, we have to acknowledge how we can show up for even people in those situations because right. they're grieving. They may have been, I had the perfect job. Why, why would they get rid of me? You right. know, why would they do that? And how are we going to show up for them? Absolutely. Right. Because even when I willingly left my teaching oh. position, mm -hmm. I was grieving the loss of like that community of people mm -hmm. that I got to collaborate yes. with every single day. And for the longest time, I didn't even know I was grieving it. I just knew that like, I felt I, I could, I didn't even have it identified as lonely yeah. at the time. I just knew that like something was missing somehow. Yes. I didn't feel right. Yes. And I mean, that's where, hey, if you go to therapy, they can teach you how to identify your emotions. Yes. Um, that is key. So it's, there are many, many things in life that can make you feel those feelings of loss, mm -hmm. um, including loss of community. Yes. 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 For sure. And for me, it was really delayed. My, yeah. mine was really delayed because I think I was feeling burnout so much yeah, that same. like yeah. I just like I left at first it was a relief to that be like I own. was just yeah. like oh uh, yes and I just felt that for mm -hmm. a while and then once I started feeling like a human again mm -hmm. uh then I then then the loneliness and then yeah. the grief and then the I miss the community yeah. I miss yeah the the routine even I miss the, the routine yes, is a the, huge thing mm -hmm. yes I miss feeling so capable every day. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of yeah. those things. Oh, what a good yeah, point. Yeah, that is a yes. very good point. Yes. Good job. I, I like that even one. Uncovered oh, that I, me, me either. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> Damn. I didn't feel that at all. Like, I'm trying to think, did I ever feel capable after someone died? <laughs> no. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. It took yeah. a long yeah. time yeah. to feel capable. Like, yes. Capable. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that word. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Hey. Dropping the, the diamond nuggets of wisdom. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Just over here doing my thing. Yeah. I mean, I like your thing. Thanks so much. I do. I do too. I'm really enjoying your thing. Thanks. Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks. Um, but yeah, that's so, but it took me a long time before I was able to feel those things. And then, and then the shame kicked in because I was like, I'm this far out. Why? Yes. Yeah. Why am I feeling these yes. things now? This is this is distorted. Yes. This can't be right. Right. Yeah. I shouldn't be feeling this way, especially now. This yeah. this late in my departure from my career. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the same can be said for like death also, yes. because I've read in books and I have experienced in my life mm -hmm. not being able to access my grief, even though I know it's there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like I know, like I, I know I love my grandpa. I loved my grandma. Right. Like, yeah. But at some point your grief is sometimes inaccessible to you, even though you know it's there. Mm -hmm. And 
do I still have things to deal with with my grandma? Probably because I... It um, keeps coming up. Yeah. Ignored it. (laughs) And it keeps coming up. Yes, I know it does. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Um... So also normalizing the fact that you can't access your grief sometimes, Mm -hmm. that is also so super normal and so super valid. And if you guys listening or watching are experiencing that, that is, yeah, I mean, same (laughs) seas. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing is that's the thing. We're going to grieve forever. You know, um, a death, we're going to grieve forever, no matter what. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just, it's going to be something how it shows up and yes. when it yeah. shows up sometimes yes. like with like you're talking about with your grandparents or your grandma um you know you just don't know but there's going to be a day i truly believe that you know you will you'll deal with it and you'll mm-hmm. deal with it how you need to and absolutely you know there's there's i've always said this there's no book there's no manual in grief just like there's no manual when you bring a baby home right and that's I say that all the time you I know? mean lots of people have tried to write books right on both of those exactly things, yes. <laughs> right they yeah. try and but... you know what that's it doesn't go like that no. you know they say you're first you're gonna do this 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 and this one no 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 that's it's, not how it went it, it went like this it's yes. so exactly <laughs> because it's so personal yeah. it is so personal and it's so different yeah for mm-hmm. every single it really person. is and when we brought our daughter home from the hospital, we looked at each other and like, what do we do with this thing now? Yeah. You yes. know, and it's just like, they didn't send us home with a manual. Like, no. are you supposed to like take her out and then mm-hmm. start playing with her or, right. her or right. what are you supposed to do? Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> well, and also to say nothing about like the, the grief you may experience when you have a child, like the loss of your single life, yes. right? Like yes. the loss also, of your freedom mm-hmm. in yes. so many ways. That's very, very, very true. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that one either. Gosh, I didn't. Re- that one I also, <laughs> I didn't realize that one until much later either. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when, when we had Lily, I was really young. I was just right out of college. Um, but when they come home and they're in that little, Mark calls it the baked potato. Yes. right because they're just like they're wrapped up they yeah. don't do anything they yeah. can't mm-hmm. they can't roll they don't move they just they're a baked potato they're yeah, a they are. baked potato I love <laughs> you that. can set it down anywhere and walk away and it's going to be right there exactly <laughs> um, like it might fuss or make a noise uh-huh. but it's not going yeah. anywhere yeah um not that you bake potatoes do that. Yeah, you bake exactly. Potatoes making noise that might be. Yeah, I mean that's they kind of sizzle sometimes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, like. It was, she's real, they're real easy. They're portable. They, they, right. But once they get a little bit bigger, like one years old, that's when, that's when you start missing out. Mm, Yeah. That's when you start being like, no, I can't come. My kid has to take a nap at that time. And my kid can't take a nap anywhere I go now. Mm -hmm. Like we have to be home. We have to do this. There's more routine. We, not so portable baked potato anymore. And then, you, <laughs> so yes. like, yeah. And then you're feeling like yeah. you're missing out yes. on life, yes. you know, yes. and then you kind of get discouraged. And, yes. and then I think that's sometimes where, you know, like arguments happen between spouses, mm-hmm. you know, sure. because they're kind of like, well, you know, someone might say, well, I'll go to that barbecue and right. you stay home with yeah. baby. Like, what do I have to stay? Yeah. Well, yeah, I want to exactly. Go to and so then yeah. that's where well, yeah. I have to stay home because I have the booze. <laughs> exactly. <Fine. laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. And then, and then you compound the guilt for feeling that exactly. way on top of it. Yes. And then you're just in this 
See, it really is. And I mean, it's just, I mean, it's all encompassing. It Mm -hmm. really is. And what can we do? What Mm -hmm. can we do? That's where I want to change the narrative around how we talk about losses and how do we find get from lost to light again. Yes, Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that. From lost lost to light again. That is beautiful. I do love that. Yes. From lost to light again. I love that. Well, now I'm very much considering changing my YouTube title that I have in my head. <laughs> well, well, if I had a, I, if I could tell you, I have a little secret, but I'll have to tell you guys off mic. Ooh. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're going to know something you don't know, but probably just for, probably, but probably just for a little while. Yes. Launching July. Ooh. Oh, so you guys don't even have to wait that long. You're good. It's going to be a sneak peek. You're going to know soon. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll add whatever it is to the description when yes. it's public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Um Yeah, cuz like I my husband and I don't have kids yet slash right now. We're still in the stage of speaking about whether or not that's a decision we want to make because mm-hmm. it's a big decision. Yes. yes. And those feelings of loss of freedom like really way on my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I'm such a big fan of like telling all of my friends who are becoming mothers now, like happy to come over. Cause I know that's easier for you. Exactly. Like <laughs> I, I know that your, your kid can go for a lie yes. down. You can do all of your feedings. I don't give a shit how your house looks like that's also fine. And I'll tell people that yeah. because sometimes that's all the permission they need to exactly. let themselves live again. Yep. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. yeah. You know, like, that was, that's one of the biggest things that people do, which is the worst thing to do is after you lose a child, for example, with my son being one, well, you can have more kids. When are you, when oh, are you going to no. have more kids? Yeah. When are you going to like have more kids? Like he's replaceable. Yeah. No, that's so sad. People say that more than you know. And I've been, I mean, I know a lot of lost moms and dads and uh, they, it's, it's, it's very common. And you know, my husband, Jack, and I actually started talking about maybe um, trying to have another child, you know, and that's, um, but then he was diagnosed with cancer. So it was off the table. And then um, when I remarried, um, my current husband, Chance, you know, like he didn't have any kids, you know, he Mm -hmm. came into this just single and not knowing what he's getting himself into. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, and I was, you know, kind of, I was almost 40. And so I was just kind of like, okay, well, if you want to have kids, I said, he's just, you know, we talked endlessly about it. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing was he had said to me, he's like, you know, he's like, I think we're okay. Cause he, his biggest fear was, he's like, I would be devastated if something happened to another one of our, a, a child, like another child. So he was thinking that mindset, like, yeah. what mm-hmm. if, and he goes, I don't want you to ever have to go through that again. I'm like, well, I could still lose Gracie, you know, something right. tragically, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, but that was his mindset. He's right. just like, you know, he just didn't want to. So, I mean, but he was, he was aware of the feelings and the emotions and everything that went around it. So, you know, we, we just decided, you know, not to have another child, and, mm-hmm. but I have my beautiful daughter, Gracie. So, yeah. and you know, and chance he told her from the get go, um, you know, I, I, I will be the dad figure in your life, but I will never replace your dad because you have a daddy. Oh, I love and that. He, but he's like, and he will always be your dad, but I am here as a dad figure for you. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's and beautiful. he does a good job. They they actually, she FaceTimes him more than me sometimes. It makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> I yeah. Bet. So 
I'm just like, he'll say, he'll say something like, oh, I talked to Gracie. I'm like, what? I haven't talked to her for a day. Like she yeah. hasn't texted me all day long. You talk to her? <laughs> so then I get mad. No, oh, not yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my, uh, my partner, Mark, um, he and his ex-wife, uh, they lost a baby. Okay. Was stillborn. Um, and they had a daughter who was, I think Zoe was three or four okay. at the time. So about the same. Um, and he said the hardest part of that whole process is when he had to go out and tell Zoe that there, that her little brother wasn't mm-hmm. going to get to come home. Yes. Um, yes. He That's said hard. that was the hardest thing of the whole entire process. Um, and they went on to have one more baby. They had Zara a year, about a year later. Um, but I know that grieving Zachary for him was, has been a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. It is, um, you know, experiencing all the different losses I've had, um, you know, from a child to a spouse, to Mm -hmm. a sibling, um, you know, it's, they're, they're all hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but losing a part of you, which is my son, is the hardest loss I've, I've had to deal with, you know, and, um, you know, and it, it, it just something that hits me every minute of every day still. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it just, you know, my son would have graduated high school this year. Oh, wow. And so that's, it's been an emotional, it's been an emotional couple months for me, you mm-hmm. know, just because, well, like I told you girls earlier, you know, June is the month that's his birthday mm-hmm. on June 21st. And then he died on June 27th, you know, a year later. Wow. So, um, you know, I just, I really try to, I will always honor his memory and all my people's memories, mm-hmm. but I try to do stuff. I give away stuff like last year, for example, I made these cute little cards with his picture on it and just like in a random act of kindness and I stuffed envelopes with $20 bills and we went down the college world series. And oh, wow. so we would just stand there and I tell my husband chance, I'm like, okay, let's pick somebody to give this to, you know? Yeah. So, so he'd stand there just scoping people. I was like, I think that person over there, you know, so, yeah. so make her day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we would do. So that we would go so down sweet. there and then, so, um, no, you're okay. basically, yeah. So that's, that's what I try to do because yeah. that it makes me feel good and mm-hmm. it helps me move through the month of June because it is so hard, but you know, just even like with his graduation, you know, yeah. like we didn't, I didn't know what to do. I wanted to honor him somehow for him. Maybe, you know, he never even went to kindergarten, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure people that haven't lost a child, I don't think that they understand. They're probably like, this lady's got to be crazy, you know, but, um, it's my way of honoring him. But I had talked we still hadn't decided what we were going to do with my, um, father-in-law's, um, money that we had his memorial money. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I, one night I was having a glass of wine and I had a notebook that my sister-in-law gave me for Christmas that said brilliant ideas while drinking wine. And I I was like, all of a sudden it came to me. I was like, Oh my gosh, I just have the most brilliant idea. And chance is like, Oh my gosh. like, here she goes again. Here comes another great idea. Yeah. So we, I, 
I'm like, why don't we give that money to a scholarship to a student and that would be graduated with Garrett in his class, you know? So we live in a, we live in a small community outside of Omaha here. Mm -hmm. So I know, and I've lived there my entire life. So I know that he would have went to that school. Mm -hmm. And so this is like, April. So mm-hmm. yeah. graduation's like in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so I missed the scholarship application opportunities. I've missed everything, you know, but so I was like, nope, next morning, called the school, got it rolling. And so that's what we were able to do. And we, um, we went through the, um, DC West schools foundation and they had a list of scholarships. So I was able to read through them, you know, like in one night I, and I found this perfect kid to give the scholarship to and he was actually going into the same career that my father-in-law had done his whole entire life. Oh, and so like, and then so like, well, this is perfect because I'm like, my father-in-law, he would have loved the idea that we were doing that for his grandson, Garrett. And then in the field that he built his entire career around. Oh my I gosh, love the goosebumps I know, just keep I know, coming. I know. Yes. So I have them too. <laughs> but wow. um, so that's, you know, but that's, that's how, I guess, how I cope and move through my grief journey is I keep my people's memories alive mm-hmm. consistently. We talk about them. Yes. We daily, we talk about them all the time. We do things. We honor them on their mm-hmm. anniversaries. Mm-hmm. We honor them on their birthdays. You know, we, we do whatever we can. Mm-hmm. So um, now I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do for Garrett this month. So that's kind of, I'm working on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Yes. I think that's such a great example of that like duality that we were kind of talking about before we hit record mm-hmm. about how grief and happiness and joy can coexist yes. at the same time thousand percent. and you are giving such beautiful examples of how a person can self-source that joy right like yes. you can create opportunities yeah. for yourself to feel that joy even while you are also in a pit of grief mm-hmm. yes right yes um and i think that that's really important to highlight that note of empowerment yes. because feeling grief can feel so powerless. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you can know that it's an option to celebrate while you grieve, mm-hmm. I think that gives many people permission in a world where previously grief was something you swept under the rug. Exactly. Right. About. Yes. And not just an option, but a choice. A choice. Yes. Too. Yes. A choice yes. that mm-hmm. that you can make. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And it might not it might not be something big where you have like right. a scholarship. Yeah. Right. That's right. such a beautiful example. Right. And also I know yes. that that's not necessarily how it's going to look no. for everyone else. Right. So it might look like planting a tree because mm-hmm. your your kid loved trees or yes, whatever. Exactly. Yes. It, it can look however it needs to look yeah. essentially. Like I have so sorry. Oh, I was gonna say maybe in August to remember my sweet nugget, Toby. Maybe I'll buy my dogs a toy that he would have loved. You know, there yes. you go. Like, right. Yes, yes, yes. So just it, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Exactly. It doesn't have to cost any money. No, yes. you could do like a candle lit, yes, like little ritual on your in your backyard. Yeah. Or we something. do we do the candle lightings all the yes. time. Yes, yeah. Um, I have a friend who, um, her daughters go to school with my kiddos and uh she lost a 
uh, one of her children too, um, who is just a little bit older than our kiddos and they celebrate her birthday every year. And so they just think about like what she might've liked to do Mm -hmm. and how she might've liked to celebrate her birthday. And then that's what they do kind of as a family. And so like they will go around town and do something fun or like go to the zoo or yeah. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like they go and they have like a little birthday celebration, just like, that's yeah. Beautiful. yeah, we did. It's, we did yeah. that with Garrett all the time. Like um, after, well, when it was just Gracie and I, after Jack had died, you know, it was like, it seemed like some of the kids movies would come out in the beginning of the summer, you know, oh, like, yes. like Monsters Inc or yep. different things. So it always kind of fell in June. And so that's what we would do. We'd like, let's go on Garrett's birthday and go see yes. Monsters Inc. You know, so that's we're like, cute. for sure, he would love Monsters Inc. You oh, know, yeah. we're, we're mm-hmm. making all this up in his mind, you know, yes. and yes. that's what we would do too. Like even Halloween, you know, sometimes we got a magazine that would have Halloween costumes in it. And so we'd go through it and I'm like, Gracie, who, what do you think Garrett would be for Halloween this yes. year? You know? And so that. she's like, oh, I think he would want to be that, you yes. know? And so, so yes. you know, and it, so it's just, it's remembering them and honoring them, you know, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's can be simple little things. Yes. yes. And as a person who consistently has to coach herself out of freeze into action, yeah. um, I would just like to say that anything that you do, is better than the thousand ideas you've thought of, but haven't given yourself permission to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so however small it needs to be for you to be able to give yourself permission to do the thing, mm-hmm. then do that thing. Yes. Um, because I, I always feel better when I've done the thing. Exactly. Like I, just, yep. I do. You I do. always feel better when I've yeah. acted as opposed to thought about nine different ways that I could act and done nothing. Exactly. Like, I, I, well, and I tell myself the same thing when I like leave some of my old teacher friends, like happy summer gifts or whatever, like this year I left them a post-it note on a can of LaCroix on their porch. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Because I knew that I didn't have the capacity to do more than that. Exactly. But doing something to me lit up my heart Uh so much more beautifully than doing nothing. Like giving for me just fills my bucket. It really does. Yes. Yeah, it really, really does. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, even with my cards, you know, like my cards, they aren't all about death. So they're not death cards. They're grief cards. They're not Mm -hmm. sympathy cards. I have one sympathy card, but they could, they're, they're for showing up for grief. However, grief looks Mm -hmm. from month one to 10 years later, Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, it's, how are we, it's like I say, how are we going to show up that that's, you know, if you could give your card, a give a card to a friend, mm-hmm. you know, just send one once a month, even, you know, and if I open my mailbox and I received that when I was going through my grief, I'd just be like, Oh, it just brightened my day. You know, yeah. I could, I could have been having the worst day and no one would have ever known, you mm-hmm. know, but if I would have, if you consciously are thinking, about your friend or somebody, you know, like I'm going to send a card the first day of every month. And, you know, that's, um, I think that's just some way to honor your friend and your friendship. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, and we here on the podcast are big fans of snail mail. Like that is something very close to Ashley's heart. Absolutely. Let's get back to snail mail people. yes. Yes. So I have, I do a snail mail is part of the, my, the subscription service that I have. 
um, is and um, where I send out the snail mail and the sticker yes. that I design and draw. Okay. And um, like a bookmark or something else that I draw and a little newsletter and I decorate the envelope and I oh do that gosh, all up. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yep. That's and you amazing. can send it to whoever yes. you want. And it's just because we get so much junk mail and so much, so many bills yes, and right? it's just like, it's overwhelming. It and is. so it's just a little drop of happy. Yeah. If, there's, if you yes. open your mailbox and you yes. see something pretty and happy, mm -hmm. what are you going to do? You're yes. going to smile. Or deep yes. and heartfelt. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. So for those of you guys watching and listening, we will put the link to Angie's Etsy yep. in the description. Yes. Um, and then as always, Ashley's links to her yes. snail mail will be there. Also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah. yeah because I, I feel like maybe that's the the theme of the podcast. Like just taking whatever little tiny action you can take is the the best option to help someone yes. be supported in their grief and to support yourself in your yes. grief. Yes. yes. Like yes. Well, we are I always I I have a blog and it's I always say, I end it, we're always better together. Yes. yes. I love that. Yes. That is beautiful. I love that. Yeah. <sighs> beautiful. I do. Yes. Well, Angie, is there anything else that like in your heart, you're just like, oh, they need to know this thing before we close <laughs> things out? You know, I, the biggest thing is just give grace, give grace mm -hmm. to the person that's fighting grief, um, fighting loss, give grace to yourself for not knowing what to do, mm -hmm. you know, and just always just live with grace because that's, that's how we get through life. That's yes. beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And for those of you watching and listening, we mentioned a couple times that idea of self-safety and like trying to create a sense of safety for you to be able to take action. So if you are feeling like you want more information on self-safety, I have a few videos over on my Braveheart Open Mind channel mm -hmm. that talk about sourcing and creating your own sense of self-safety and different practices that you can do to help to help yourself feel like all of these things that we've talked about are options for you to take yes. action on. Because until you feel safe enough to take action, you'll continue to be like me and freeze. Um, and like me, you can coach yourself out of that freeze and into action. Yes. And that can feel real beautiful too. So my um, Braveheart Open Mind channel is linked below as always. And it's just, it's under self safety, so it's easy to find. Yeah, good, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you, girls, so much for having yes. me. Thank you it's for being so on. Yes. yes, it's been it's been beautiful. Yes. <gasps> Yay! Thank you so much for sharing your heart and spending your time helping us help yes. others, yes. right, to create yes. that yes. sense of community around such a a topic that can feel real heavy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And for sure. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Thank All you. Right. Well, beautiful humans watching and listening. We love you so fucking much. So much. <laughs> so, yes, so much. much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love, love you. Bye. Bye. bye.